Welcome to the Halloween edition of Weird Shit My Mom Says. I'm Jules. And I'm Cece. episode 22 spooky edition second half of pike's peak story yeah i'm scared i am scared scared and scared like it's the nighttime and we're not supposed to talk about this stuff during the nighttime and we are but i thought i thought it would be funny I'll continue to keep looking behind me and like if I see some kind of ghost in my reflection in this camera. <gasps> what if I see something behind you? Oh my god. What if I see something behind you? What would you do? You're gonna pretend if... like you saw something behind me. I'm I not. thought about moving my microphone over and like putting it on my nightstand so that I could sit on my bed with my so I could see the whole room while we recorded this are you serious I get weird yeah I don't like it like (laughs) I already I'm thinking about it and I had to look behind me a whole bunch of times because I'm just always worried that something's gonna creep up I'm afraid of a lot of things I don't like to look in mirrors when there's other mirrors in the mirror because there could be a portal and something (laughs) pop up in there and I don't there like could that be a portal. <laughs> I get scared. It's well, very spooky. The more I got into this, the more I realized that there's more things in the story that will make you probably even scareder. What? Um, it gets, how does it even get worse than what I it don't, was? I didn't. It's not like I did it on purpose. I mean, yeah, I was trying to scare you, but I didn't think. Anyway, we need to jump in. Is there anything exciting or cool that happened in the last week? I'm just going to share with you that I'm on day 51 of 75 hard. So, well, just that. I'm just I'm really gonna... proud of myself. I know nobody uh, really cares. I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm super proud of you. you. I'm just going to tell you like very that I totally did my recordings. I just uh must have lost them or something oh i have random recordings for you but i'll share them a different day oh you I know do that we've got shit to get to well i just went on a walk today and like every day but i just had a couple of random thoughts they weren't really that funny so no for real damn it though like i did have something to tell like i had some things to tell you on here and i well, just... if we get to the next episode today then let's do it then <sighs> I can't but remember. Let's get. Oh, okay. Well, let's get get started. Okay, so like, I know that the last thing. So, guy and his fiance go to the the fiance that's a girl, the girl fiance to her parents' cabin on Pikes Peak, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. They're staying out there at nighttime. There's like, there's like dream catchers showing up randomly in the trees and then there's like lights and shadow figures and voices and and like voices that are emulating family members of theirs and they're snowed in by the way 
if you haven't listened to the first episode, like go fucking listen to it. Don't try to skip over it. This is not sufficient. But last thing <laughs> that happened was that they got picked up by the dad. He came and got them. Parents felt bad that they sent him out there because they knew there was some kind of weird energy. And then it's basically followed them home. And his fiance is continuing to have weird shit going on with her at night. Okay. Like yeah. whatever it was attached itself to them, right? Yeah, so we left off, and I think that they were at the parents' house, right? Okay. I thought for some reason they got back to California already. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay, well, whatever. They're about to get back to California. And Mm -hmm. I just wanted you to know also, do you see this cup? This is a goblet. Is that a a skeleton cup? What's on it? Yeah, it's a skeleton goblet. Look, I'm going to put the skeleton goblet in front of my face. I hit my nose accidentally. It makes you look like Darth Vader. I am Darth Vader. That's my Halloween costume. Did you like it? Yeah, that was a really good Halloween costume. Good job. I'm drinking wine out of it. But this is my first glass of wine. I come to your house. Yeah, I know. Can we get a little bit drunk on on Thanksgiving? Uh, Of course we can. We have to talk about Thanksgiving food. Okay, anyway. But, okay. Let's get All right. back to the story. So what the Shh. fuck is happening? All right. So before we, we go and like dive all in again, I'm just going to let you guys know you need to buckle up because this is like a really long story and I got to get a lot of this out pretty fast. But before I do, I forgot to mention something in the last one. What? There was one of the incidents in the night when Faye went to the window in the bathroom and, like, since it was, like, foggy and snowy, on the window, she wrote a five backwards. There's some sort of significance about the number five. What, what's this? Like, I mean, like, there is keeps... or we just don't know what? Yeah. No, there is, but we don't know what it is. There's just, okay. like, so many fucking fives. They're all over. And then the other thing I wanted to clarify, because... The guy forgot to write it in there. Like, he forgot to write it in there and then suddenly brought this out later in the story. And since I'm not reading this word for word to you, just wanted to clarify that when Faye left the house, remember the the time when you were like, she went out in her pajamas in the snow? Do you remember yeah. that? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, she was butt-ass naked. Oh. She was naked. No clothes so on. So it wasn't in her jammies. It was like butt cheeks well, maybe on a jammies. frozen truck. You yeah. guys can probably hear the dogs rustling for this. I'm very sorry. They are in the room. Are you going to need to remove them? They sound like little creatures. Um, yeah, I can try. If you want to pause for a minute, or we can, I'll just keep it going and then I'll just edit this one out. Give me a second. Okay. They're very disruptive. <laughs> back from the defense okay so phase butt ass naked out in the snow so, Dude forgets to tell her yeah just just wanted to uh because we jump right back in and you know there's some reference to her nudity on oh. here they're back in california and some of the people on reddit so in If you haven't listened to the first part, go back and listen to the first part because I'm not going to go over this all over again. But this is a story off of Reddit. 
when I first came across the story, it's from 2016. This dude writes this like over the course of a period of time that's kind of long. And the way that he writes it is like interacting with the other no sleep group on Reddit. Yeah. So when you first start reading it, you're like, like, what the fuck? Like, how is this like a thing? Like, is it real? Like, I mean, like, part of me is like, no way, this is fucking real. Okay, but then the other part of me is like, the way he's laying it out, brilliant. Okay, so he's thinking when they get home, because all of the Redditors are saying shit to him, that Faye might be some sort of doppelganger. Because when he first saw the nude woman on his car, he thought that it was a trick to, like, lure him into the woods, right? So she jumps off the car and she runs into the woods. And then yeah, he's screaming for her about to leave the house and he hears Faye's voice. She was actually in the bathroom. Okay. Like she was not outside, not butt naked, and was just like there in the cabin with him. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, what's going on? Yeah. And is, he, is she acting weird? or? So people have pointed out that there's that possibility since she has been acting weird since they got home. Like he took her out to eat at this restaurant. He was like testing mm-hmm. her basically. This is a restaurant that they go to on a regular basis. They always order the same stuff. She ordered like way different. She did not know what he wanted, which is weird. And she drank water. And normally she always drinks Coca-Cola like in excess. Like they fight about it actually because she drinks so much Coke. Okay. And she just like was like, no, I just want a water. And he's like, "Mm, who are you? So a lot of the people on Reddit were like, yeah, I think that that's not the real Faye. Like, she probably ran off into the woods naked, and you have the doppelganger now. That seems, like, really excessive, though. I know, right? To be like, oh, yep, your fiancé is definitely a fake person. What? She's fake. Oh. It's it's really over the top. That's a really over-the-top theory, Redditors. Yes, Redditors. And also her engagement ring has been missing since they got home. Oh. So, I mean, like, she does weird shit, right? She's She's been, like, a weird sleepwalker kind of person since she was five years old. Five years old. Oh. All these fives in this story. Anyway, so, like, she's kind of fucked up. He takes her to get you know, try to get to a psychiatrist, psychologist. I don't know what the fuck. Um, they give her some like sedatives and anti-anxiety meds that can help her um, so that she can work during the day, gets her a little bit less stress, take the edge off. And then there's other stuff that helps her sleep at night, which is not always a great option for insomniacs, as we know. But yeah, you know, that's what they were doing. So okay. he decides that since she's on all this shit and she's been doing all these crazy things, what he's going to do, he's going to go out and buy a bunch of childproofing stuff for the house because he's like, he's like, yeah, sorry guys, I'm a teacher. I can't afford security cameras. So I guess it's those little doorknobby things, the doorknob covers instead. Oh, so that she can't open them when she's sleepwalking? Yeah, he probably should have put... Do you remember those toilet cover... The toilet locks that we had to put on for the kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
because they would just shove everything into the toilet. Yeah. 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 So knob covers. Um, He was hoping that they would hopefully work on her too because most of the time when she's walking, she doesn't really even have her eyes open. Yeah. And she's not functioning at full capacity. So it turns out it, it was kind of working. You know, he's trying this. It is working. It's kind of keeping her contained. That's cool. Whatever. Um, he starts searching high and low in the area where he lives for a spiritual healer. So um, Does she have any idea that he's like testing her with child locks and things? She questioning, like, why did you put doorknob things on? She knows just, about that. I mean, she knows like, that she, she has problems about the situations that she's got, like the yeah. stuff she's going through. So that leads me to believe she's probably her, but she's just feeling a little off. They're talking about it and then they're not talking about it. Like there's certain things that he's not saying to her because, you know, in his brain, he's getting paranoid because he's like, if it's not her, I don't want to tell her too much. And then at the yeah. same time, like, she is really sad and depressed and scared because it's it's like she's going like in and out of herself being herself. Okay. So maybe a possession of some sort. Well, it kind of reminds me of like, you know, like at the beginning of the Exorcist movie. Yeah. When they first start to be taken over, you know. Yeah. Totally. All right. Um he also hid all of the kitchen knives at night. Mhm. She, he thinks he's going to get stabbed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Oh, no. I got locked out of the computer. I can't see anything. It's dark and scary in here. I'm actually That's not scared scary. at all. And I'm in the dark. I'm scared of the dark. Well, I'm disappointed that you're being such a baby and you have all the lights on. What do you want from me? It's nighttime. I want you to I am yourself. afraid of the dark. I sleep with lights on in my room a little bit. A little bit? I get scared. Yeah, you I know, just like if the you have the lights color. on. But if you have the lights on inside and you accidentally have your curtains open just a little bit, that weirdo that stands in your backyard can see in better. That's true. But I have a lock for the door. Mm. And a security system. Okay. Anyway, all right, back to it. So the weird shit and like all the voices and everything are starting to happen like more and more prevalently outside of the house. He's still trying to figure out. Remember, we left off and we said that that Faye has been walking in her sleep kind of like a creepy marionette kind of like, like disjointed and and weird, like a creepy ass puppet. Like she's like trying, like kind of like trying out a body more so than... Yeah, so something happened. And a person who's familiar with their body. Yeah. As he's going out and he's trying to find this spiritual healer, you know, all this other stuff, um, things are happening at night. And he's hearing stuff outside. He's hearing the voices. He's trying to catch things still. And there are woods across from their house in California as well. Of course. They gotta be getting away from those woods. Yeah. They will eventually. But okay, he sees a he sees a man. There's a, a man. spiritual healer. No, this is in the oh. middle of the night during one of the episodes. 
he sees a fucking dude outside and the dude like the form of him is fucking weird not quite like human-esque but that same kind of puppety walk oh no and it like won't face him but he can see it like moving he knows that it's coming up near the windows because he can hear it yeah you know so all this shit is going down so he finally finds this woman she decided that she wasn't going to charge them or anything she was recommended by a close family member and she is the daughter of a shoshone tribal elder Okay. So she comes in. She's kind of weirded out as soon as she comes in. You know, she's like doing the sagey thing all over the place, looking at her. She's checking out the house everywhere. She actually, like, they make Faye go in the bathroom, and she, like, makes her pee on a pregnancy test in front of her. <laughs> like, she wants to know that whatever's going to go down, that she's, like, you know, that they're not dealing with, like, another layer of complexity there. This is really not some kind of possession of Faye. I feel really terrible for her. That's a weird thing to make somebody do. Yeah, it is. So this woman just like proclaims, you know, and Felix is kind of like, okay, is this lady like a crack pipe or, or what? I don't know. Yeah. But she says a dark, there's a dark cloud over her. Felix kind of like, he points out like the wrong window in the wrong part of the forest where he sees the guy, right? And um he's trying to like test this tribal healer lady. Um so she examines everything and then she did go to the correct window and was like, "No, I'm feeling something here. I have a terrible feeling here." And then she said, "Quote, he watches from here." She can hear him whispering at night. Oh. She says, she identifies these things. She identifies them as the hollow ones. Later on, we're going to hear a little bit more from some tribal people in Colorado from that area. And they pinpoint it a little bit more. But she's just calling them the hollow ones. But she also has another name for them in her ancestral language. And he said he can't even get close to remembering how to say it or spell it. (laughs) I'd be like, can you please write that out for me, ma'am? Yeah, I'd be like, can you write it on the fridge, please? So I can just do a quick googs, see what's going on here. Yeah, exactly. That's what I would need. I'd be like, I I would be asking a lot of questions. I mean, this whole thing just sounds like a fucking movie. It does sound like a fucking movie. And I am like paraphrasing so much of this because we have so much to get through. But like, yeah, basically the gist here is that this hollow thing is infatuated with Faye for whatever reason. It's completely infatuated with her. So it's just like, like it's a thing. It's not like a group of hollow people, but just. Well, we'll get to that. Hollow... Uh, we'll okay, get to let's that. Keep going. Okay, so they come up with this plan. They're like, okay, what do you have that can make noise, all the other stuff? She actually has like a Christmas, like a little lingerie teddy, and it Mm -hmm. has a bell on it. So he he takes the bell off of this thing, and he 
um, sews it to like a hair scrunchie. And then he makes her wear it around her ankle at night so that if it starts to move and plus he's just like so freaked out that he's like he's a light sleeper and all this shit is going on. Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, he does wake up from the sound of the bell, but it's because he knocks it off the bed. It's not attached to her anymore. She took it off like me and the sleeping guard for grinding my teeth. Oh, I do this thing where if I leave on socks, I will rip them off of my feet. And then if I get tangled in my blankets, I panic and I start kicking like I'm riding a bicycle. I can get that. Yeah. I just, I have one of those mouth guards to keep me from grinding my teeth at night. And whenever I try to wear it, I just wake up, but it's in my bed with me. (laughs) Take it out of my (laughs) mouth. You're like, get away from me. Yeah. I know my dentist is like keep trying and I was like fuck you I'm not gonna keep this thing in my mouth I get it I paid a lot of money <laughs> all right keep going all right so That's she funny. takes off her scrunchie with so, a thing in the he she yeah. out she sneaks out he's fucking cold he I mean for him he's out there he's like it's 55 degrees inside the house and outside every single window in the entire house is open oh so he Finds her sneaking yeah. up, opening windows. Should have put a child I'm, lock on the window, yo. I'm pretty sure in this one, she like had the fucking door open to the outside. And he's like, how did you get that open? Mm-hmm. And well. she says, the smell of sage is making me nauseous. And I need to get it out of the house. And he's like, I, I don't even smell the sage anymore. Like, what is your problem? I feel like I need to look behind me right now. I did. I'm okay. All right. So they lay back down in the bed. He gets her back all tucked in. She leans over. She's still got her eyes closed. And then she says to him, they're going to kill you. And then she fucking licked his face. Whoa. I, I'd be like, listen, I'm sorry, but we can't sleep in the same bed anymore until... This ends. I would say, okay, so I don't love you anymore. <laughs> I think we're I done. I know. I'm sorry, but like what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Like that's that's scary. <sighs> so things are out of control. I really he knows want they're this out of to control. become a movie. I, like if this is real or not, this needs to become a horror movie because that scene right there. That's gold. Yeah. So he decides. Right. Some brilliant stroke of genius. He He's like the only way to deal with this is head on. So I'm going to go back to Colorado without her. Like, what do you think you're going to do? What is she going to do while he's gone? <sighs> so he... He gets his, like, two best friends. His two best friends are Richard and Jason. And then Jason's got some fiance, Allison, or whatever. So they've all known each other since high school. He completely informs them about everything that's happening, and they agree. Like, yeah, we think you need to go back and, like, see what you can find out. Like, talk to those tribal people there, like the ones that the ranger knows. Like, go back to the cabin, see... If there's something that you guys can do to, like, unfuck this situation, because it's not good. Are they going to, like, stay there with possessed Faye? Like, Yeah. Do they babysit? Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but you asked me to stay with 
Doc, while he's possessed? The answer is no. You wouldn't do that? I, nope, no, I would be skipping that. I'd be like, listen, you need somebody else. Get a shaman. You need somebody else. handle this. Get a shaman? Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need a shaman to come and hang out with him at night. He's going to feel very Sorry, Doc, when he love you, but nope. I mean, that's a, that's a situation of size as well. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. The Doc's a very large man. Like, not fat. He's a very large, large man. man. But just like a... Is a very, very tall, giant man. Yes, yes, he is. All right. So I can't, I don't know like who in their right mind would, but I guess these two dudes are like, yeah, yeah, we got this. Don't worry about it. So one of them is some sort of, I think he does writing or something. So he stays up really late at night and then he Mm -hmm. sleeps like early in the morning. And then I don't know what else he does for a job, but like he's there, right? So it's not like she's on her own ever. Um, I don't know about the other people if they're there all the time. But they're all three there because they're like finding out what the hell's going on. So he goes back to Colorado and um, he gets the parents alone, right? Because the parents pick him up at the airport in Denver. And he's talking to Greg, Faye's dad. And he's like... You guys have to tell me, like, what the fuck really happened? Like, what is going on here? And they're like, okay, well, there might be something that we didn't tell you. We didn't think it was that big of a deal. But, so there was this thing. When Faye was a toddler, like, she had been there a few times. And then when she was, like, five, something happened to five. her. Five. What happened to her there? Do you feel like singing the Elmo song about five? Five. Yeah. Yo, five. No jive. Okay, anyway. So, Greg and Faye were playing outside in the snow. They were, like, making snowmans or something. Did I say snowmans? Snowmans? They were making snowmans. They were making some snowmans. And then she, like, wandered off into the forest. No. She went to the edge of the forest to, like, look in. She's like Moana with the sea. It's like she was, like, following a voice. Yeah. She's fucking Moana of the snow. Yeah. She El- does, the snow. does this end in her being Elsa? How does Moana turn into Elsa? Oh, because it's Well, I'm just thinking about Elsa in Frozen 2 and how she feels compelled by a voice to go off. And then she finds out that she's the next spirit. Oh, she's like, she's like, ah. that's all I'm saying is that this is. Real life Frozen 2. All right. So she's five. She goes off to the the woods while she's making snowmans. (laughs) It kind of is. She goes to the edge and Greg is still like building his snowman. He's like keeping an eye on her. Um, And they were like a few dozen yards apart. Obviously not good enough. No, obviously not because he starts hearing her talk. And she says, Faye, no, it's Faye. I can't see you. A moment later, she starts like freaking out, like shrieking, crying. And then all of a sudden she goes like stiff as a board. And he tried to pick her back up and like pull her back inside. But she was like catatonic. She's just like, and she was going through these like bouts of like total silence 
unless she was like inconsolable and in hysterics. And this went on for like hours. And then they decided to take her into town to the hospital. You're right, Faye's mom and dad. This wasn't important. Totally wasn't important. It was just like a blip in her childhood. I don't know why anyone thought that we should talk about it. And they thought that she was probably having seizures during this. Okay. Well, guess what? Same place. Fuck people. I I guess they were just like, okay, it was just like a bad day that happened there. Like she had some sort of an Mm -hmm. episode. Anyway. So they get they get back to the thing um, to Colorado. He takes Greg, the soon to be father in law. He takes his truck this time because he doesn't have a car to use. Right? Um, no rental. And he's had some bad luck with his car. Yeah. Did you have this question from last time? Like, how the fuck did the Corolla that they had up there get back down the mountain? Uh, maybe one of his. Marine wasn't he a Marine, right? One of the mm. guys, like the dad, was like an army guy of some kind. Yeah, he was know. in Vietnam, Vietnam vet. I'm okay. not sure what. Yeah, so okay. maybe one of his buddies, because you mentioned his buddies. I feel oh. like he came with and got the Corolla and like drove down. That's what. That's what I think. Okay, okay, we can move on. All right. So, uh, Felix gets there. He's he's by himself, and he he gets to the cabin. And there's, like, a single lampshade had been removed from one of the lamps and, like, just placed on the couch. But other than that, everything was normal. He had been given, okay. um, like, Greg had given him a handgun, a three fifty seven Magnum, and he went and hid that in the closet. If you're dealing with paranormal, I would keep that on my, oh, that would keep that on my person. I would, I would keep that on my person as well. So... It's, it's like, uh, I believe at this time, it's right around dusk, right, when he gets there. So he's just settling in, whatever, preparing. Cause, oh, he's going to sleep there? Yeah, like he's fucking staying there again. Like, number one, why? Number two, why would you go right before bedtime? Number three. Yes. Like, what? Like, why am I listening to this right before bedtime? Why? I, I don't know. None of this makes any sense to me. So it starts again, of Wait, course. Greg, like, what the fuck is Greg's problem? Why doesn't he go with? He's the one that got them into this. And that's his daughter. Yeah, Greg. And the fuck. He's Vietnam vet guy. He's like, huh. I don't know. I don't fucking know. So... There's a child crying outside. Of course. That's great. And it's like... Five-year-old Faye, isn't it? Put me down in the hole. It's so deep you can crawl forever. And then the voice, like, glitched out. And it all of a sudden became, like, this deeper man voice. And it was, like, a man voice doing an impression of a little kid. And then he heard, like, somebody, like, hacking and vomiting and crying. Oh. So, of course, he's just like, yeah, fuck this. I'm just going to put in some earbuds or something. I don't really know what he was doing. Probably rocking back and forth on the couch. And then he hears a knock on the door. It's like. 
very, very, very gentle knock on the door. And then a man's voice calls out very softly, hello. Oh, your light just went off in there when you did that. Oh, is that scary? You guys didn't see it, but when she said hello, the fucking light that was illuminating her face just went off. <sighs> okay. And it was spooky as fuck. Okay. So he's like, he's like paralyzed with fear. So he's just sitting there and he's listening on the other side. And eventually it knocked again and it's like, hello, I need to speak with you. He said it sounded like the person was either like really cold or really angry. Like they had like their their teeth like clenched, and then he's like, uh-huh. "I know you're there." And so he's just like at this point he's just like frozen with fear. You know, he goes back and he gets the gun, and he's like on the other side of the door with the gun, and he can hear like this person is right there on the other side, and he's like, "Who the fuck is it?" Right? He's like trying to sound as assertive as he possibly can. And then the second he stopped talking, whoever it was that was out there repeated back the question using his own voice. Oh, I would just take that gun and start shooting it through the door. (laughs) But then like the logical part of you says, like, gee, what if it's just some trickster out there this time and you blow a hole in someone? There's no people, I guess. So he probably should have gotten rid of Faye too. <laughs> like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Okay, I just feel like I'm starting to really doubt his character's ability to okay. deal with life. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not shaping up to be real manly or good. Okay. Yeah, like what, what were you like? You went back out there. Like, what the fuck were you gonna do? I mean. Like, like, why are you your... feeling brave? And then you, and then you like, pull like, this. What shit did out? you go there for if you're not going to open the door? That I is guess. a very good question that I was also asking myself. I'm like, you want answers? Open up the door and like talk to it. Yeah. Like, oh. what, I mean, things are starting to fall apart a little bit in the story for me. All right. Okay. So it's his voice still. And it's asking him, may I come in, please? And then he's asking, I'd be like, you know me. Please go away. What's your name? What's your name? Like, you fucking know my name. You're talking in my voice, asshole. I don't know. And then he said, a little cabin for the weekend. For the weekend. For. And then all of a sudden it started. It did like an F sound. Like. (laughs) Oh. Like it was glitching out. So it's just glitching out. Yeah. And then it started doing like a bunch of like lip smacking and chewing noises. Oh, this is a glitch in the matrix right here. Oh, my God. And then it's like, you're lying. They're lying. The ones out there. La, 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 la. Oh, that, that one again? I remember that, that one again. That yes. Because I've had to listen then, to the story twice. So, And it's like, you're not alone in there. And I'm not alone out here what's your name and he's just like what the fuck what the fuck what am i gonna do and then it says you go up in the trees or down in the hole that's where you go 
oh, they'll find you either way. And then he decided to grow a pair. He reached down and was like, oh, there they are. And then he just screams, I will fucking kill you. Like at the creature. Okay. Like he's warning it. Basically, go away or I'm going to blow your head off through this door. Yeah. And then you know what it said back? What? In like a very soft version of his own voice, it said, I will fucking kill you. Like it's mocking him? Yes. And then it just starts like like doing gibberish. Because it it's already dead. And then it's like something. Like politely knocking on the door then. Until all of a sudden it just stops. And then the last thing it says is I know where she is. And then fucking kicks the door like a mule. <gasps> Does the door swing open? Or no, it stayed shut. Good. So, meanwhile, while this was happening, and he did not know this until later, but at the exact same time, Faye was like having a temper tantrum meltdown after she took a shower. And then somebody pointed out, hey, didn't you put holy water in her shampoo? Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so he's not able to get cell service, nothing like that. So he's just on his own. So he's just, like, staying up, trying to make it through the night. The shit keeps going on. Like, just assume every single night that the shit's going on, okay, in his entire life at this point. There's no point. Like, in the story, he goes into, like, all the details of it over and over and over and over again. But there's no point in, like telling the stories over and over again it just right? keeps happening over and over again yeah there's a different weirdo outside they're always facing away they walk like a weird puppet creature put together grossly it's gross okay so let's go on to the next day so um the ranger sends his two buddies to come up to the cabin like he promised he would and that's the whole reason why he came he instantly like loves these two dudes he's like oh my god they're the coolest The old guy is a medicine man in his 60s. He just loves the guy. He's like, he's like the coolest person I've ever met. His name is pronounced T-Way. So T-I-W-E. And then he's got a son who's just like a few years older than Felix. So probably in his early 30s. And his name is Nathan. So they started telling him all of the background, all of the interesting lore about Pike's Peak and the surrounding areas and then they were telling him about all the disturbing stories that they believe are linked to all of this meanwhile Faye is still at home having tantrums the fiance has had enough like after the first night <laughs> and she's just like Fuck um, this yeah shit, like I'm maybe out. you should have got a fucking hotel to begin with like what were oh, you I thought thinking? you were gonna say maybe you should have gotten a babysitter <laughs> like just pay some no. random teenager. No. I mean, I guess I feel like I would have I would have gotten a hotel in town. Just go out there during the day or something. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Well, he can't do or anything. Just invite that guy out at night to help or something. Oh, that is kind of scary. Are you looking big... behind you for scary? Yeah, because the big dog keeps like slamming into the door. Oh. 
he wants to come in by me. And instead of until you hear your own voice go, let me in. I will. But really, it's just a recording of me. I can recreate this so easily. No. Okay. Well, let's let's hear about the the lore and the legends that are happening here. So he says that that Tiway is an incredible storyteller. Like he's bromancing with this old man like hard. Yeah. He's the coolest. (laughs) He's like he's all that. They come, you know, they tell stuff. They talk about the dream catcher that he had found, the big three foot one that was out in the tree. Mm-hmm. And um Is it still and there? they're like, Yeah, it's still there. And they're like, We we don't know what this thing is. Um like we don't know who put it there. And like we don't know if it's evil, so we made you one. Like a good one. Okay. So he like tells him that, he blesses the house, you know, does all that stuff. And then he's like, sit down. I'm going to tell you some things. So basically that area, he says, was inhabited by the Ute, the Manitou, the Arapaho. I don't know how to say that. I apologize. Pablo and Sazi could be wrong also and other Native American groups at various times. So in the 1860s, like during the gold rush, when all that was going on, there were a lot of Indians that were violently displaced, unfortunately, as we all know. Yeah. All sorts of as different places. Everywhere across the United States. Yes. And this was one of them. Um, they did it because of the mining operations because they wanted gold. So they basically took these people away from their sacred lands. Um, and it was absolutely catastrophic to their culture. Because yeah. what he was trying to stress is that most Americans just don't understand, like the non-Native Americans don't understand the significance of land and also names that Native Americans have. He says that it's very important to actually understanding this, you know, whatever's going on, this paranormal behavior up on the mountain. So like major world religions like Christianity or Hinduism, or Islam, they're like a universal idea, right? Like the spirit's with you wherever you are. Um, But he was saying that, like, with their religion, it's very tied to the land that they live on, right? Like the land tells the history. So their history is, like, woven into the landscape, It reminds them about specific lessons and wisdom. You know, like, that's their story is tied into the land. That's also their spirituality. So he's trying to help him to understand that. This is, I'm just going to read some of these parts because it'll be a lot easier than me trying to paraphrase. So the mouth of this, this river has a story attached to it. That fallen tree has a story attached to it. A battle was won over there. A chief died there. Peace was made between tribes with a feast here. When a native group is forced out of its homeland, the people lose their history. What's worse, they leave behind the places where where their dead are buried. Since the dead are bound to that place, the Indians who left no longer have spiritual connections to their ancestors and thus to their gods. Their medicines and magic no longer work. 
they forget the names of sacred places. As the names and history and wisdom are forgotten, the tribe's spiritual power evaporates. It really depressed me. It, it is really sad. Like he was saying after he wrote this part, he's like, it just was like, it was a huge burden just to hear it. Said that when Pike's yeah. Peak was taken, a group of disgruntled youths descended on the miners and slaughtered a bunch of them. Because a complex network of alliances and peace treaties, these Utes were punished by another tribe. They dug holes oh. in the ground, slit the throats of the Utes, then they buried them upside down in the holes with their legs sticking out of the ground so that wolves would feed on their calves. Jesus. That was supposed to be the end of it. But then something else happened. The legend says that these dead Utes arose from the tainted ground one night. Because their flesh had been flayed from the hips down, they looked like walking skeletons. They hobbled into the Arapaho camps, took women and children back up the mountain. They forced them deep into one of the mines, never to leave again. The howls of women and children have been reported on the mountain for over a hundred years years. The Utes in Arapaho engaged in blood feuds, sometimes called mourning wars, for years over this. They exchanged curses, executed and skinned and tortured each other. They stained the once sacred earth on Pike's Peak with rivers of blood. So, heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah. But that explains why everyone was talking about those mines up there maybe having something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we know now that this ring is missing. Remember that that ring is missing. The engagement yeah. ring. Um, Felix has not touched the dream catcher since he got there. He has this new one from T-Way. And so just keep that in mind in there too. Um, T-Way said that the creature is called an Atan A'an Notag Kua or the imposter. Sometimes they get the opportunity to basically hunt people like out on Pike's Peak and... Then they kill them, and then they take their human parts and use them so that they can walk like a mortal. But the other thing that an imposter will do is that it's looking for some kind of a shape, right? They need something to inhabit. So they will use, like, animal parts, too. So they'll take, like, pieces of animal, pieces of human and kind of like stretch that skin and hair that they take over the top of their form. So that's why they would look like they're not quite right. You know, like a puppet. Can I just weird. interrupt for a quick thought that I'm having? Yeah. Because you've been up the Cog Railway on Pikes Peak, right? I have not. It was snowed oh. in when I tried to go up. Well, I was just thinking that they should probably do a Halloween version of it at night where they talk about no. this shit. No. Just kidding. You would never make it out alive. But 
No. I mean, it just would have been interesting to know this stuff. As anyway. I was out there. But then again, I probably wouldn't have gone on it. Okay. Uh, All right, keep going. No, I don't think you would. This is why they kind of, they walk strange, they vocalize strangely, and why they never show their faces or come out at day and during the day because they really can't pass for a human in the light of day. They don't want anybody to yeah. see their face. That's why they're always like with their back turned. Ah. Okay. Anyway. That's, and then like that. what they do is they get their prey and they will practice. They practice their voice until it's perfect. It makes it easier for them to hunt. Yeah. So like in Faye's case, they're learning Felix's voice so that they can lure her to where they want her to go. Right? Um, yeah. At, a, at about sunset that day, Tiwe and Nathan left. They were on foot because it was, shocker, snowing again. So they left on foot. They were hiking. They had hiked in. That's why it took them so long to get there. But they, they were insisting that they would still look around for Faye. Like they were. They thought she might still be out there. Yeah. And they're like, you know, we're from here. We're native to here. It's going to be okay. We'll be okay. Um, they did give him a satellite phone. And that night he was able to connect with Faye. And she was great. Like she sounded normal. They had really good conversation for like 15 minutes. And then he started hearing outside something outside the window. And it was mimicking everything that he was talking about with her on the phone. It was like, flight, miss you, insomnia. And he's like, ah, oh, I actually uh, gotta, yeah. I actually gotta go. <laughs> like, can you? Yeah. Yeah. So here we go again, knocking on the door again. The hole will fill with snow and blood. Hello, may I come in? And so at this point, he's just like, no, leave. He's feeling pretty confident at this point because T-Way had come in and blessed everything. You know, like he did some sort of sacred. Yeah. So he's thinking that T-Way is magic because he's got a bromance. He does have a bromance with T-Way. Like he thinks he's the coolest. And he probably is the coolest. So, I'm sure he is. I know. His stories. He probably just had he, like, you know, the, all like they're everything's so serious and like mystical anyway so he decides he's gonna lie to it to confuse it because of the stuff that he learned about it being an imposter yeah so he tells it that his name is daniel and then he just keeps telling it that its name is daniel and then it starts to get mad and it's like really knocking the door it's like like freaking out right i shouldn't do that the dog's yeah. gonna bark and it's like sitting there screaming at him like what is your name and he's just like, my name is Daniel. <laughs> you know? My brother. Yeah. Yeah. You are older than me. And then he's like, ticket, ticket, rental car. I would have started car. singing Elton to it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And again, with the you go up in the trees, the hole, down the hole, what's your name? Blah, blah. The part I forgot to tell you about the whole like stuff that T-Way that told him, the way that they hunt their people. Is that unfortunately they will still sometimes use those same tactics. They will string somebody up a tree and skin them. Oh. Take their hair, their teeth, and their and their skin. 
Or that thing can happen again where they bury them upside down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he decided, apparently he speaks German. There's some sort of weird whatever in his family. He speaks German. So he starts to speak in German at it. And it's like really not having it. And it's like, wow. <laughs> it starts glitching out. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Unbeknownst to him at this point, weird shit is happening with Faye as the friends are watching her. Again, don't have to get into all that. It's snowing, snowing, snowing. He's supposed to go in the morning to fly home. Like, what the fuck did he even go there for? He went there to talk to these two dudes. Couldn't he have yeah, just like do a Zoom call? Right? I don't know. Yeah. So since he's stuck, um, snowed in and everything, he does end up getting a voucher for his flight so he can pretty much just show up at the airport whenever and fly back home when he gets out of this mess because he's snowed in again up there. That sounds like a goddamn nightmare. Um, of course he is. Um, So he's doing this thing where he tries to stay up as much as he can at night. And then sleep early in the morning or, you know, whenever things start to settle down around there. So he does that. He's got that dream catcher that T-Web brought for him. And he wants to, like, the instructions are basically, like, he left him with a bunch of sage. And he also left him with this dream catcher. He's like, you need to go hang this up out there next to the creepy ass one. Yeah. Right? So after he takes a nap and everything, he goes out. He's going out there to hang up the other dream catcher, and then guess what he sees in the fucking original dream catcher? What? The the ring? The fucking ring is woven into it. Does he get it, or does he leave it? So at this point in his brain, he's like, I have this protection one. And what do I need this original one for? And if that thing has that ring woven into it, it's probably like a link directly to Faye since it's so meaningful to her. Yeah. So maybe this is how I break it. Maybe this is how I break the spell, basically. Yeah. So he like tears the thing down and rips it apart with his hands. Even though Tiwi told him not to touch it, right? Yeah. And as he's ripping it out, he sees a fucking person, like, in the daytime, like, 20 feet away from him. And then he hears it talking before he turns. Felix, I know you. Felix, I know you. I know you. And he's just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And is it just so the back of it still? Running. No. He saw it. So he like, he like takes off running and screaming like a lunatic. He's running in there, barricades the front door with the couch and like starts burning up all the sage that he has left and is like yeah. praying. I mean, this guy is an atheist, right? But he's like fucking Did he praying. leave the dream catcher outside? He left the one that he ripped apart, but he had hung up the new one. Oh, he did hang up the new one. Okay. I believe he had hung up the new one. I don't think he just Did he dropped get the it. engagement ring out? He got the ring. He had the ring in his pocket, but there was a problem with the entire situation. The creature that he it? saw. 
It had T-Way's skin hair. Like, <gasps> it was T-Way. So T-Way got, like, taken? Like or it was, was just pretending thing... to be him? No, like, like it had the human parts of T-Way, like, they had been flayed off of him. <clears throat> oh... So his buddy was no more. I hope the story is fake. I'm really thinking it is now. After that, yeah, that was what did it in for me. I'm like, hmm, I'm pretty sure I would have heard about that on Good Morning America or something. Well, is indigenous. Maybe nobody talks about it. Maybe. Okay. But well, I'm going to be Googling is... that after this. <laughs> he... Like, he had said that that night with the knocking was the worst, scariest night of his life. I disagree, sir. Because this night coming up, so much worse. Like, he realizes that he made a huge mistake by ripping that ring out. He realizes that any protection that he thought he had quickly comes to a crashing halt. There is nothing stopping the thing from coming into the house anymore. There is nothing stopping it from like like it's game on so he's literally in the house he's barricading everything you know um he's trying not to fall asleep and he accidentally fell asleep like he's delirious at this point like he's barely been sleeping I'm at sure home. He barely sleeping here so he wakes up and he's in the bed in the bedroom where he and, St- and Faye normally stayed And he's, like, in that daze, like, kind of confused. He feels an arm around his waist. Like, as he's waking up, you know? And he's, like, trying to remember where he's at. Yeah. He's, like, last thing I knew, I thought I was in the living room. Like, what the fuck is going on? And he's, like, grabbing this arm, you know, like, pulling back and looks. And it's Faye. She's with him. And he realizes he's in Colorado. He's at the cabin. And she wakes up and she's acting like everything is just normal, just fine. And and she's like, Felix, you aren't feeling well. Like, you don't you remember what's going on? You're sick. Like, so he's sitting there going, okay, am I, am I hallucinating? Am I having some sort of like fever dream? Have I been in a fever dream this whole time? Yes. Like he's freaking out. Like some kind of M. Night Shyamalan plot twist. Yeah. And then she starts asking him, do you remember the five? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, he starts to snap out of his grogginess, and he's like, why the fuck would she be asking me that? And she still, like, hasn't moved. He hasn't seen her face. Mm -hmm. Like, he can see her hair, he can see whatever, but he can't see her face. Um, And, like, there's a draft blowing in, because all the fucking windows are open again. Yeah. Everything is open. It's freezing in the house. And he's like, what the fuck is going on? Why is it so cold in here? Trying to get the same. And like, there's a breeze coming in. Yeah, there's like a breeze coming in. But she's like, her hair isn't moving with the breeze. 
nothing is quite real. And, and she's saying, I can't remember, not in this place. And he just doesn't even know what to say. She's not saying things. So he turns to her and he's like, get out. You aren't Faye. You're not welcome here. Get out. Get the fuck out of my bed. Because he's freaking out, right? Yeah. It doesn't move. Um, It did clear its throat and then made a sound, like a clearing of the throat sound that was like deeper, like a man voice coming out of her. And then she inhales and she's like, tell me, tell me about the number five now. And he's like, I have no fucking clue what that even means. Like, in fact, about 5,000 people online don't know either. Like, talking about Reddit. You know, like, yeah. nobody knows. Only Faye knows. Um, So the thing starts, like, shaking because it's pissed off. And it, everything on the face, like, all you can see is just blackness over the face. And then he realized that this creature, whatever it is, basically, he thinks, like, had access to Faye's mind for several hours every night. Maybe even for years, like, since she's been a little kid, since yeah. the original thing happened. So maybe it's been getting to know her this entire time. And whatever it is, it can, like, perfectly imitate her. But there are some things that are inside of her, apparently, that are buried so deep for some reason that it can't get all of the information that it needs to get to completely take her over. And maybe that's like, it seems to be like, that's why it's so obsessed. And that's just his theory on this? That's his theory because of the stupid number five. He's like, like, where, what is this thing that is trying to find out? Is that like the missing puzzle piece to like taking her over? Like, why the fuck does it need to know that? Right. Um, so it completely stopped mimicking her voice and they get into this tussle. Right. So he's like fighting with this thing that is like the kind of the shape of, of his fiance. Yeah. And he knows that she's at home, like hundreds of miles away, thousands. And, um, he can't really see much of anything, but he ends up, like, sliding his hands over its face because he's, like, trying to shove the, sh- the sage, like, into its face and stuff. Yeah. And um, he said that the mouth was much too big for a human's and the wet lips draped across the maw of a hundred fangs. Oh. So basically, he's, like, shoving the stuff, like, into its face and until it, like, leaves the house. It leaves the house. And then he tries to find more sage that he had there, right, and was burning that. And he did, that's all he really had left. So the rest of that night, he's not sleeping at all. He's freaked out. He can hear footsteps, like, all over the place. They're on the roof. It sounds like something is, like, running on the roof. He's got, like, everything barricaded. He's trying to keep the thing out. And it's just, like, an all-night thing. It just keeps going and going. Finally, it leaves in the morning. He looks outside in the morning, and he finds T-Way's dream catcher. It's broken on the porch. Yeah, because it doesn't give fuck, whatever this thing is. 
because it don't work. So he did talk to the ranger the next day before leaving for the airport. And during the conversation, the guy asked him if he had seen T-Way or Nathan. And he's just like, um, no, I haven't seen him. Because he had like, what their is he supposed phone. To say? So if T-Way is missing, I'd think that Felix here would be a suspect. Yeah. Somebody would be That's the thing for them. Like, in real life? Like, he would be a suspect not... in the disappearance of those people. Right. Like, not in a Reddit story. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Because this is not on a reservation, right? So. No. Not on a reservation. So he ends up flying back home. Um, Faye is like really happy to see him. She's really pissed off at him for leaving her. Yeah. Because she's like, I can't believe you left me here. Number one, that was stupid. It was dangerous. I was scared here. Bad things were happening. Like she has no idea like how bad it was for him, I don't think. Um, or what was going on. He didn't want to scare her even more. He does get a phone call from T-Way. Or not from T-Way. From Nathan. Oh. First thing he does, Nathan, when he calls, is he immediately wants to talk to... He calls her... I need to talk to the one that calls herself Faye. So in other words, Nathan is not sure... If Faye is the imposter, or if she's dead in the woods somewhere. Yeah. He doesn't know. But what he does know is he needs to talk to her. And Faye is talking to him on the phone, and then all of a sudden, she starts, like, violently throwing up. And she's throwing up this, like, black, oily, sticky, nasty, like, bile. Uh-huh. Like shooting out of her face. Like bleh. and Felix has the same like puke aversion that I have. Yeah. Like, where he just can't like he can't throw up and he yeah. avoids anything that will make him throw up. Um, and he doesn't really know what's going on. And like Faye is giving the phone back to him, like as he's barfing. And um so then Nathan starts like doing this chant at him. Like, before he can even ask, uh -huh. like, what's happening? What's going on? And then Felix starts vomiting up the same stuff. Oh. So there's, like, two spots on their carpet. These, like, nasty, black, oily, whatever. And so, like, that night, he ends up trying to clean all the stuff up and he's not able to get the stains out or anything. But... He does talk to Nathan more, and Nathan tells him that that T-Way and, and him, his him and his dad, they decided to go bless the entrance of the mine because they thought maybe that Faye was in there. Oh. So they thought that this would, like, ward off the dark inhabitants, but their chanting actually just pissed it off. And he said that it came out of the tunnels and took his dad. And that his dad was, like, screaming all the way into the dark. And that Nathan couldn't follow. 
Um, he ran away. He said he was terrified and he got lost in the blizzard and he wandered for an hour. He was afraid of dying. He was afraid his dad died. And eventually he came upon a skinned body swinging from a low tree branch. And it was his dad. That's terrifying and really scary. And I can't find any evidence of it on Google. Exactly. Okay. So time's going on here. They cannot get the stains out of the carpet, right? At this point, like Felix is feeling like this is all his fault. Like he doesn't want to tell Faye too much because those human parts of her that are left, he's just like, I, I don't want her to feel responsible for any of this either. Yeah. Um. So she's kind of just like, you know, on a roller coaster, one minute she's feeling fine. Everything's great. They do have the ring back, but she's afraid to wear it because she yeah, knows be. it was found in the dream catcher because she's like, okay, I don't really want that thing to touch me. Like, what if they put it there so that I could put it on and then they could really get me? You know, rings are scary. So, I See, I told you there was going to be a scary thing in this and it's the ring. Yeah. Bay knows what's up. So, yeah, yeah, he does. Um, so where are we at here? Oh, the barf. They couldn't get the barf out of the floor, so they actually like had to have carpet cleaners come in. And yeah. the dude was like, "He's like, I don't know what kind of exorcist shit this is, but, but I no, I can't. No. Like, I can kind of get it out, but not really. Yeah." Um, the guy's basically telling him, like, I'm doing the best I can, man, but you might have to, like, cut this piece of the carpet out. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, they end up getting it fixed and all that other stuff. She is feeling better somewhat, right? So it's almost as if something was released from them. Yeah. When they were doing this throw up, right? So they were thinking, like, oh, this is great. Everything starts to go better. Um, she even gets a promotion at work. And then reality sets in. Weird, weird things start happening. Those stains on the carpet, when she's, like, having her episodes at night, there appears to be, like, spirits, like, rising up out of the stains. Oh. Like, the creatures are rising up out of her floor now. So you need now. to that out and get hardwood floors. <sighs> Right. So he's just like, for the love of God, I just need to get some sleep. So he's a teacher. He's trying to get his doctorate during this, too. Yeah. So he's got, like, um, undergrad students. He works at a university. Like, he's dealing with all this shit, trying to get his, his uh, PhD in the meantime, like, right on the top of it. And then he gets a phone call from Faye's work. And they think that she's, like, on some good drugs or something. Because apparently um, she claims that all of a sudden she's working and she could, like, feel eyes on her while she was working. And so she didn't want to freak anybody out. So she goes into the break room to sit down. And later on, her co-workers found her. She was sleeping in the break room. Um, they thought that she was hungover or sick and that they went to lunch. And then when they came back... Um, Faye was sleepwalking in large circles around the perimeter of the room and singing a lullaby. Oh. Like, at work. So that would be really embarrassing. 
Yeah. Um, it was scaring the other employees. And so they went and got a manager to actually like drive her home because they didn't want her to drive and they weren't going to do that. So they were like calling Felix like, um, can you come get her? And they also forced her to go get a drug test. Yeah. So. Well, I would too. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, thankfully, she was completely clean. Um, Like, she doesn't do drugs or anything like that. She yeah. does, you know, has a drink every now and again, but nothing like that. At this point in the story, she's got an older sister that is five years older than her. Um, It's kind of like me and you. And the sister lives, like, in Arizona or something like that, I think. And she's got a baby. And the sister decides that she's going to come and visit for a week. And I'm immediately like, are you fucking kidding me? Why? Why does she need to bring a baby? Yeah, like, you shouldn't bring your kids around your possessed sister. (sighs) And, like, Felix is talking to the sister. Like, he doesn't know her very well. Meaning, like, it's kind of like a long-distance relationship. Like, they've been together for five years, but, like... Again with the five, yeah. Jesus. They've been together five years. The sister's five years older. I don't know. The way that they interact with each other, it just makes him feel like there's some sort of like long-standing tension between okay. them. Okay. The way that they interact between the two sisters. Yeah, between the two sisters. Like he says, there's always something that's just like not quite. Like the older sister kind of always has like an annoyance level towards her you know for the things that she does like everybody knows about her weird sleep disorder and all that other stuff i'm sure the older sister is probably like i'm over it yeah i've been dealing with this shit my whole life so he asked the sister in private like do you know what five means like and, and you know and they're talking about the weird shit that's happening at night of course like the sisters their parents have been talking about it with them like they know Anyway, but, like, Faye is super maternal, and before all this bad stuff started to happen, like, she just really, like, she wanted to get married. She wants to have babies so bad. Um, She loves babies, so, you know, she's just going crazy over this baby, and she's holding it as much as she can, and it's making her sad. You know, like, when they go to sleep at night, she's telling him, like, this just sucks, you know, like. I want to be able to have a mother or have a mother. I want to be able to be a mother. Um, But how can I do that in the the situation that we're in? Like, what if I never get better because, you know, demon and stuff. At least she knows that maybe she shouldn't have a baby when she's got a demon. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like that was my fear. I'm like, okay, so everyone's on the same page, right? That you should not have a baby right now. Okay. Okay. Um, so that they do have that spiritual healer come back and they decide they're going to do like a hypnosis thing. I think it's after the baby's sleeping or whatever, but like the sister is there when they try to do this, they try to figure out this stupid five thing and they still can't get it. Um, hypnotists, they're able to validate the hollow ones. Um, they said that they're older than skinwalkers. They appear to be obsessed with Faye. It's like she's a code that they can't crack. So she's kind of like a challenge. And like. So they want to get her, but they just can't for some reason. Yeah, but like 
maybe they had thought that they could get her when she was little and then like the farther away from her she was like she didn't go there for a long time so things kind of were idle and then when she went up there it just reopened everything again that had started happening to her when she was little so they do find out that was another thing i can't remember if it's here or later on but i think nathan is the one that tells them that these things aren't reading their minds remember it's their dreams so that's what they start piecing some of these things together like it makes more sense now that some of these voices that they're hearing that the imposters are using are voices that are familiar and other ones aren't. Because when you have dreams, it's not always... Yeah, some of it is and some of it whatever. isn't. Okay. And yeah, and sometimes this stuff makes sense and sometimes it's gibberish. But like the imposter doesn't know what makes sense and what doesn't. They're just doing their best to mimic you. Like when they hear it the most times, that's what they use. For Faye... They were trying to figure out if they wanted, like, her body, kind of like what they did to T-Way, but they think it's a little bit more in-depth. Like, maybe they're looking more so, like, for her soul. And according to this spiritual healer, this would deprive her, like, if they did take her entire spirit, it would deprive her of having an afterlife. Um, She would just go into darkness, like, eternal darkness. Oh. That's bullshit. So, I mean, that's... That's freaky to hear from a spiritual healer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things are going on at night. There's one night, you know, he wakes up, he looks for Faye, panics, goes out there, and it's just her and her sister hanging out with the baby, and everything's fine. You know, she's holding the baby. And then it happens again. He wakes up in the middle of the night, realizes Faye is gone. He's checking everywhere. He can't find her. He goes in to check the baby's room. The baby is gone. So he opens the sister's room and is like oh dear lord i don't want to have to open the sister's room but i'm gonna have to because i need to know that the baby yeah. is in there baby's not with the sister does he wake up the sister to be like guess what so your baby's gone yeah so she is flipping out yeah they find Faye. they find Faye. she's outside with the baby She's got her eyes closed. She's in pajamas, eyes closed, smiling, and she's holding the baby up to the trees in the forest. In some kind of sacrifice. Like where the, yes, like where the creepy thing is. Anyway, the sister, rightfully so, freaks out, takes the baby, steals their car, and just goes to the airport. And is like, you gotta do what you gotta do to like, protect your baby. Fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then before she left, she said, Faye really has a problem letting things go. If she's mad at someone, she's mad for weeks. If she's hurt, she's hurt for years. She can't forgive and she can't forget. So, of course, Faye's mom, Laura, the liar, the one that won't tell anybody like what the truth is or what's going on or all this other stuff she keeps trying to get in touch with felix or felix keeps trying to get in touch with her he's trying to delicately like get the truth out of her but with Faye not there so they just keep trying they try to skype in private Faye is always like 
popping in, you know, like, yeah. what are you guys talking about? Why are you talking yeah. to my mom? You know, stuff like that. Everybody knows that Faye is going absolutely insane. So he decides, they decide, that they need to move. They're leaving the town that they live in. They're moving to a new town that's, I think it was like a half hour away or something like that, hour away. I don't know. Close enough. I think it was between their two jobs or what what have you. Um, it's more of a neighborhood and less of a like, woods area. like a dark woodsy area. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So things are better. They move. Things get better. Everything's going great for just a little bit. But he's literally like, I need to, to talk to the mom, Laura, like as fast as possible before this thing finds us again. And of course it did find them again. Um, and shit goes right back to what it was. But he's not able to connect with the mom. And there's one night when Faye is in the shower and um, Laura, the mom, shows up at the new house. Like she normally is in Colorado yeah. and she literally got on a plane flew to their new house first time she'd ever been there and just shows up on their doorstep and is like i need to talk to you in private and she's got a book in her hand and he's just like what the fuck is this um so she sits down with him and she starts showing him this scrapbook and they're like opening up the thing and felix quickly realizes that this is like a scrapbook that was put together by Faye and her mom when she was little like five years old um in the scrapbook the mom is very clearly pregnant very pregnant this baby was never born like laura explains that um i think the rest of the family was gone like the two girls the older sister and Faye, they were gone with the dad at whatever i don't know what they were doing um faye and her sister were gone with the dad and laura basically went into labor and something wasn't right and she had a stillborn baby it was a boy they all knew that this was going to be a boy they knew his name was going to be christopher faye was so excited like she made this book There was even this page, like, since she was, like, five Uh years old. Like, she was super excited that her little brother was going to be the fifth member of the family. So, basically, there's this whole page that's like, says, five, really big, you know? And there's, like, drawings of the family and the new baby and how he's going to be. And so... The loss happens, and older sister has to deal with it. You know, she's 10 years old at the time. Dad has to deal with it. Mom has to deal with it. Faye just refuses. She refuses to deal with it. Her way of dealing with it is just to pretend like it just didn't happen. If somebody talks to her about it, shuts yeah. down. Like, nope. Which is the I'm thing not talking that about it to a five-year-old. Um, they don't right. understand that. So they decide. Right. So they decide if she wants to pretend it never happened, let's let her pretend it never happened. Which I'm guessing by the sister's reaction that the sister was like, it was a thing. It did happen. It was horrible. Um, It's shitty, you know, that she just gets to 
pretend like everything's fine, whatever. So afterwards, that's when the parents decide they're going to take little Faye out to this cabin alone to spend some time with her. And that's when the thing happened where she gets pulled into the woods. So at that point, she would have been like on complete lockdown in her brain, right? Not wanting to let anything in. So Faye actually comes out of the bathroom. Um, She sees what's going on. She sees the book. And she's like looking at the book. She's confused. She's like, well, first of all, why are you here? What is that that you have? She's looking at it. And as she's looking at it, she's like panicking because she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like all these yeah. memories are coming back to her of these things that happened to her. Um, She's mad that her mom is like telling Felix without her. You know, when everyone's trying to figure out, like, what is her obsession with this number five thing? So she, like, runs and locks herself in her bedroom for the night. And she just is, like, she's going through a thing. Finally, she gets through it, right? Something goes down within those days after that. And there's something outside the window And Felix decides he's going to chase it down. Like, he's had enough. He's doing the thing where he's like, I'm in a neighborhood now. Like, where are you going to go, fucker? I'm going to chase you around. So he goes out there. And in his words, he says, staring down at me, boring into me with lidless eyes, was the face of Nathan, my friend, my protector, the son of a man who had given his life to help me. Now his skin was hard and bruised, his scalp flayed, his eyes tormented. He'd been stretched over a skull that didn't quite fit, and a body that rattled with loose, collected bones. A slimy black liquid dribbled down the arms. Perhaps it was blood, but it was too dark to tell. It spoke a phrase in the language of Nathan's people, the same one Nathan had uttered over the phone last month that made us sick and I began vomiting profusely as I lay there on the ground and then he said tell me about the child (laughs) let me speak to the one who followed you home talking about Faye so Ranger calls um, and confirms that Nathan is dead that he was found murdered. I believe what had happened with Nathan is that they had found him upside down. Oh. With his head, the his top half buried, and the rest of him flayed. Okay, so there's like a whole story about everything that happened with Nathan's body. There, It's being investigated at this point as murders. Him yeah. and his dad, right? Because they're like, what the fuck is going on out here? Um, and at that time, had I told you before that he had, when Felix was at the cabin, when he found the ring and all that, when he went back to the cabin, did I tell you that he found a cellar there? No. Okay. He had found a cellar and in that cellar, like it was buried under a bunch of shit. Um, and when he went down in there... He found out 
that all of there was like a bunch of jars with like nasty looking weird things in them. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of the Norman Baker stuff. Yeah. And then also all of the the things that you need to make the dream catcher, the original one, were all in the basement. Oh, you told me that before. Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. Just so, in the first episode. Yeah. The reason I'm saying this is that while all this stuff is going on, like in this same time period when Felix is like running outside yeah. and dealing with this whole Nathan creature, he looks up in the trees and he sees a big dream catcher up there. He does get it down and he realizes that it's Faye's hair. <gasps> she has like strawberry blonde hair. Yeah. And it's got her hair like weaved into it. Oh. Anyway, so at this point, Faye has had enough. She knows the secret. She knows why this weird five thing. Everybody is realizing that the creature thing, the imposter wants to know what this number five is so that it can unlock the secret of Faye so that it can get her, right? So Faye's like, no, I'm not not doing this she's like i have a plan i'm hoping that it works i'm going to take away the thing's power so she gets the hypnotist the spiritualist hypnotist comes over um and the plan is that she's going to ask the thing to come to her so she does um hypnotist put her under you start to hear all sorts of of things happening outside of the window, outside of the door, right? The thing is there. So basically, the thing is there, and then the hypnotist starts asking Faye to wake up. They're like, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. He's here. Yeah. And so what she does is that instead of the thing going and finding out everything that's going on, she kind of just steals its thunder and she she puts her palm on the door and she said for a long time the number was all i could remember i knew it meant something more but every time i thought about it my whole body would hurt i'd feel sick and then i'd just fall asleep or if i was dreaming i'd just wake up i always knew it meant something more and so what she's thinking at this point is that the thing since it can see so deep into her it knows that there's this like wound but it has to know everything about her before it can finally get her entire spirit, right? So she goes on and tells it, he was stillborn. Did you know that? Did you know what that is? He died inside my mom. All this time, I've avoided burying Christopher. But you finally helped me realize why it's time to lay him to rest. And then she starts to hear her sister's voice, like the thing is mimicking her sister, like, Faye, come hold him. I don't get it. He falls asleep so fast when you've got him. You want to be her, you want her to be your new mommy? Right? So it's like trying every trick in the book to try to get her to come out. And she's just like, no, it's not happening. It's not happening. So basically, she's like washing out all of the pain. She's exposing all of the old scars, all the other things. And then the thing is slowly realizing like, oh, that was anticlimactic. Yeah. 
<laughs> like, like, oh, I have nothing to control her with. She's not upset. Like, I can't. This is it. Yeah. Basically. And so the thing just kind of left. It just left. And then it did say one last thing before it left. It said, I walked a thousand years across the dark to find you. And then it was just gone. But Felix said that, like, her sleeping got better after this. Like, she still had some of the sleepwalking and all the other things. But he said that it would come back. Just, like, a little bit, like, like, hey, you still there or whatever? Okay. Bye. <laughs> it was like, it was like, like, it was trying to, like, get over it. Because it had been obsessed with her for so long that it was just kind of like, oh. Like that one it? ex-boyfriend like, I had I that would actually... just text me once a week for years. Just to be like, yes, the one that went to spam. Yeah. Uh, What was there was one time you got a text and it like they kept going into a spam folder and you didn't. Well, it was blocked because the current boyfriend that I had at the time had put them on a block on my phone, but I didn't know it. And and so then I finally realized and went back and found all these messages. Right. That had come in like once a week. And then the one was like, "Okay, I'll fuck off. He never did. He still hasn't fucked <laughs> up. I'm pretty sure I could go on my phone right now. Years later, because it's blocked right now, I could go in there right now. I'm sure there's a bunch of them. But anyway, it's like oh, that. Man, oh, that that text made me laugh really, really hard. But it is kind of like that, where he was like, "Oh, did you did you still just in case? Did you still want me to fuck off? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just making sure." <laughs> You know, they they had to work their way through it. They had to work their way through the deaths. Um, You know, Felix was writing stuff about, like, he was so close to wanting to commit suicide because of everything that happened with Nathan and T-Way and all the other stuff. And then here is the moral of the story. After much, much searching on this, I did find that um, Mr. Felix actually made all of this shit up as as we immediately started to think um as soon as Tiwe became an animated pile of bones and skin yeah he gave himself away for that one he shouldn't have killed Tiwe and Nathan yeah he shouldn't have killed them otherwise it would have been like much so much more you know believable. if he gets to make a movie then um, I think he's then trying. I think he could, yeah, totally, totally trying to make a movie. Like, it's a book, so oh, if y'all want to buy it, I did find. He wrote a book then I after that? Find... Oh, yeah. So he, he started did. on Reddit, um, got people hyped up, and then got a book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it is called Stolen Tongues by Felix Blackwell. And basically, the only true part about it is that his fiance has psycho things that she does when she's sleepwalking. And apparently, she does talk to herself. Okay. Which is creepy, but not all this. I even looked up these creatures. Like, 
like the um like the native name for him and everything yeah. i'm like trying to find all this stuff i'm like did he base this on real something and it looks like like it's all bullshit i mean yeah we're like have you gone back to like on the reddit posts once that happened did people like were people mad at him or was this just like uh at this point in time in my dedication to the story i had to read 16 ginormous posts so i basically read a fucking book and he said like in the one part like as he started to kind of give himself away like oh i am turning this into a book which basically everything that's in the book will also be here on reddit so it's like really that doesn't seem like a very long book it looks like he's got some other books that he has yeah, he does. Also. Well then. So Bravo, Felix Blackwell. Bravo. Yeah. Good job, Felix. Um Well, at least I'm not gonna be scared when I go to bed. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Because T Way and, and Nathan, like you're right. He should have left those out you know like it would have been scarier if he would have just like seen the creepy people but without knowing like is felix trying to write this off as a true story still in this book or was he just trying to no he was just trying to hide i found some sort of witching it yeah he was blair witching it but like if i were the people on reddit like i would be fucking pissed like, there were people on there that were like, oh, I'm going to try to help you. I mean, that's probably, like, the nature of the beast on there, but. Well. Yeah. All right, Felix. Well, I guess you got a free plug on our podcast that not very many people listen to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Five people are going to hear about your book. Five Mr. people. Yes. Except for maybe a little bit more. So. Is there anything else to add to this story Maybe. before we wrap up this Halloween episode that became a severe disappointment to no. me, even though I feel safer? <laughs> I actually, like, the first half of it, I was pretty freaked out because I was like, dear Lord, I'm never going near Skinwalker type areas because once you get one of those motherfuckers they can never let go of yeah you. that's kind of how i was feeling and and now you know what i'm feeling a little braver i go on walks in the woods every day and i was like walker. really <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's wrap yeah. this super well, long episode up um so this week we did find out that we have a way to advertise and we did a test and we, I just made like a quick like $10 boost on TikTok and it got us 40 listeners in one day. We usually get, you know, like maybe like tops 18 in a day on the day that we release. We still don't have very many listeners, but it worked, I think. And so, and because I was able to cover up the word shit on TikTok. And so it's driven me a little bit to really want to get more advertising going but we can't afford it because 
costs. We don't have anything. So if you feel so inclined to help us out with some of those costs, you can absolutely find us at patreon.com slash weird shit my mom says podcast. We don't have any Patreon donors yet, but things you could expect to get from being (laughs) a Patreon donor could very possibly be, you know, we would love some assistance on suggestions of cases that we could cover that would be a great place to give us that feedback and maybe a couple little bonus episodes things like that if we eventually get to advertise we could release advertisement free episodes there on patreon yeah. if you're willing to donate so please do that in the meantime if you're not willing to donate even if you're not it would be really great if we could start to hear from some of the few listeners that we do have as well i think it would be really awesome to just hear who you are and get to know you a little better since our audience is so small. So please email us at weirdshitmymomsays at gmail.com or get a hold of us on any of our social media platforms. You can find us on facebook.com slash weirdshitmymomsayspodcast without the I and shit. You can find us on TikTok or on Instagram at weirdshitmymomsayspodcast or you can find us on Twitter, which I don't go on very often, but if you message me, I'll go on weirdshitmmspod. So again, please get in contact with us if you're listening. We want to get to know you. Feel free to donate or tell your friends about us. Trying to grow this podcast. And I hope you have a happy Halloween. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Goodbye.